0: blessing. But when they come back again, uh, that's a blessing. Yes. And uh, it's kind of like when uh, people have me come preach, I, I get a lot of places I go for the first time. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm booked in September and I'll be preaching in a, a, a meeting. I've never even met the pastor and he's booked me to preach and I'm appreciative of that. I'm, I'm going for the first time. Uh, that don't mean I'll be back again. Uh, but when somebody brings you back the second time, you think, well, praise the Lord. Uh, God must have helped us, and uh, when you come back here the second time, uh, my heart just jumps and flutters and thrills, yes. the Lord did something for you, yeah. Yeah. hallelujah, well, he's done a lot for me, Amen. and I need him to do a lot for me, yeah. Yeah. me every day I need him, yes. I want you to look with me, let's stand We'll read these eight verses. If you're not physically able, that's all right. You don't have to stand, but we just like to do it while we read the Word of God. I don't know that we have to even. Uh, we get that out of Nehemiah. They stood as they read the Word of God, uh, but God never commanded us to do that uh, as the church. Just a good practice. Psalm 121, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills. From whence cometh my help? Anybody ever need help? My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. Aren't you glad to know where the help comes from? He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper, the Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil, he shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Lord, help us once again, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You can have a seat this morning. I want to preach on the the thought this morning, my help cometh from the Lord. My help cometh from the Lord. Uh, This is a familiar portion of scripture for most, for many at least, Psalm 121. uh, Our our school students, those that are in our Christian academy, uh, they've memorized this. Uh, I memorized it when I was a junior and senior in Christian school. Uh, God saved me when I was a boy, God called me to preach when I was 16, and uh, after God called me to preach, I, I went to a Christian school, and there we memorized the Word of God, and uh, one of the very first outside of Psalm 1 that I ever memorized in Christian school was Psalm 121, and it has stuck with me all of these years, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. Uh, I want to say to you this morning that everybody needs help. Don't care how young you are, you need help. Don't care how old you are, you need help. And somewhere in between, uh, of young or old, you need help. Uh, I I thought this morning as I uh, was considering and knowing that the Lord had me here, uh, I, I wrote down in my paper here just some introductory thoughts and I wrote down, sometimes we need help. And I scribbled that and I wrote down, often. I thought that was a better word than sometimes we need help. I scribbled out sometimes and wrote down, often we need help. And even that didn't ring true. And so I scribbled that out and I wrote down, always we need help. Uh, I'll be honest with you this morning. It's not that I'm always in a valley but I'm always headed for one without the help of God. It's not always that I'm in trouble, but I'm always headed for trouble without the help of God. I believe this morning if God were to remove his protective hand from me or you, we'd all be bankrupt physically, spiritually, emotionally, and financially before sundown. If God were to remove his hand from us, I need him, and I need him. The songwriter said, I need thee every hour. It's not that sometimes I need help, and it's not that often I need help, but it is that every moment of every day I need the Lord's help. The psalmist said that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and I need God to direct my first step, and my second step, and my third step, and every single one, I need the help of God. You need the help of God. There's no shame this morning in coming in here and saying, I don't know. I don't have it figured out. There's no shame in looking at your children and saying, Daddy, just don't know. Mom, just don't know. I I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. We just need help. No shame in that this morning. I need help. You need help. The psalmist, uh, whoever it was, and there's speculation on who it was that wrote it, the speculation on when it was it was written, and uh, that makes difference to me this morning. It's worth studying, but it's not uh, going to change the preaching this morning. Uh, whoever it was recognized, number one, I need help, and number two, I know where the help that I need comes from. Somebody said, well, you know, they got in that mess on their own. <laughs> well, you know, they have made that mess on their own and, and, and they're just going to live with it. I understand all of that. Sometimes tough love is what we need. I understand all of that. But if I'm drowning, I don't care if it's my fault, your fault, or the Pope's fault. I need help because I'm drowning. If I'm going down for the last time, I don't care whose fault it is. I need help and I know where help comes from. So I want to talk to some young people this morning that you are drowning uh, 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 in stuff you don't know how to get out of. I, I want to talk to some daddies this morning that life has overwhelmed you. And you don't know how to get the help that you need. I want to talk to some mothers this morning that all of life is weighing down on you and you don't know top from bottom, up from down, left from right, east from west. And you need help. I come to tell you this morning, I know who's the helper. I know where he is. And I know what he can do for you. The psalmist said, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills Whence cometh my help? Interesting thing about Psalm 121 is it is a psalm, which means it is a song. And the uh, uh, people of God, they sang uh, this song. Uh, One man I read behind said that uh, maybe this song was sung uh, uh, as they were traveling to Jerusalem, uh, the city of God, Mount Zion, that lofty heights, that place of altitude. And as they saw it off in the distance, they knew that was where God met. And maybe that's true, but I don't know. But but they said as they were, were making the bends and the turns and, and traveling down this road, they could see out far ahead that's where God is. Uh, and I know if I can make it there that God will help me. And that's probably some truth to that. But I want to tell you this morning, God will help you right now. God, can. If, if Mount Zion is a high place, if Jerusalem, the city of God, is a high place, so is the church, so is the word of God. If you need help, you're in a good place this morning to get in. Let's look at about three things this morning about this song. This song. The first thing that I'd have you to notice this morning is I'd like for you to notice the action of the singer. The action of the singer. He needs help and he knows where it comes from. And notice what the Bible said, verse 1, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord which made heaven I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills. I read that and it caught my attention. He said, I'll lift up. I'll lift up. Uh, Down here, wherever here is for the psalmist, was not where he was anticipating finding his help. Uh, The Bible said this, Woe unto them that go down to Egypt for help. Uh, we've got self-help programs, self- and I'm not saying that you can't ever get help from, from, from a carnal situation or a carnal uh, individual. I'm not saying that, that people can't help you out, but if you want real help this morning, if you want lasting help this morning, it's not in a program. If you want lasting help this morning, uh, uh, it's not in a conversation uh, with somebody else who's probably in as much trouble as you are and they need somebody to talk them out of the ledge that they're on as bad as you do. Uh, It's not a man in a booth of confession uh, that is uh, uh, listening to you pour out your complaints and your problems uh, Maybe you might find help in just ventilating, but he can't do anything for you, uh, no more than anybody else can. Uh, It is not from an assistance uh, vantage point of people down here that are in trouble just like you. But the psalmist recognized that all of these people traveling with me uh, are just like me, Uh, and it's not just me that needs help, but we that needs help. And I know where it is, and so I will lift up my eyes unto the hills. I'd I, I love to uh, help you the best that I can this morning, but it only goes so far. And I, and I have come to the point, when I first started out, I, I thought, God, help me. I've got to help everybody. People come to me, and the preacher, we've got this situation. Would you help us? And, and man, I had to have the answer, man. I, if I didn't have it, I'd go get it. Uh, And I've come to the point in life where I realize that I just don't have the answer. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know how to help you. It's bad and it looks worse and it's gonna get worse. And man, this thing's just falling apart. But here's one thing that I have learned to rely on. If if, if I'm looking down here, we're all in the same boat and we're all in the same storm and we're all in the same troubled waters. But if I lift up, and and, and that's what we try to do on Sunday. And Sunday night and Wednesday nights. Come in here and just lift up your head a little bit and let you know that there is help, but it's not down here, but God can help you. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills. We see him, the action of the singer as he's pouring his heart out in song. I need help, I need help, I'm in trouble, and I need help. And he says, so therefore, I will lift up eyes into the hills. If you want to help somebody this morning, point them to Jesus. If you want to help somebody this morning, point them to the word of God. If you want to help someone this morning, point them to the lofty heights of the goodness of God. Help them lift up their eyes. We see not only is this the action of the singer that he is lifting, but that he is looking. He's looking for help looking for help in the right place I will lift up my eyes unto the hills I, 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 don't, I don't know this morning that I know for sure what he had in mind when he says that he's looking uh, unto the hills and some people wrote and I read behind them and they said it was Jerusalem and like I said a moment ago he's on a pilgrimage and he's heading to Jerusalem and he sees afar off in the distance those, uh, the hills of Mount Zion and he sees Jerusalem and he's looking up I don't know I got to thinking on the on the whole matter and, 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 and I, I thought about some hills in the Bible. I thought about some hills in the Bible where, where uh, folks have seen and received the help of God. I thought about Noah on a boat and uh, he is 40 days and 40 nights to and fro with his family on this boat, storm greater than any storm he's ever seen. Uh, The whole world is annihilated by the wrath and judgment of God except one little family, Noah and his children and his wife. And they are in this storm and they are in these cloudy skies and they are in this rain. And it is unlike anything that they've ever seen, the judgment of God. But right in the middle of the judgment of God, aren't you glad there's still the grace of God and the mercy of God? All of this time, they're in this boat and one day the skies turn and the rain stops and the sun shines and that boat lands on a mountain. The the Bible called it Mount Ararat. And I don't know this morning, but that the psalmist who's writing this is going down uh, through what they've learned in history and said, I remember reading uh, about a time uh, that God met with Moses on, or God met with Noah on a mountain uh, and delivered them uh, and they got off of that boat on a mountain. He said, if God helped Noah on a mountain. Maybe God will help me. I'll lift up my eyes thought about Genesis 22, Mount Moriah. You remember Mount Moriah, Genesis chapter number 22. If you don't, I'll give you a little bit of detail. It is a picture of Calvary. In Genesis chapter number 22, uh, 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 Abraham, uh, uh, by call, because God has told him, I want you to take thy son, that only son Isaac, and I want you to offer him as a sacrifice. And, and just because it's the word of God, Abraham's willing to do it. He don't want to do it. Not excited about it, but it gets up on that mountain and God's not wanting his son. God's wanting Abraham. And God's wanting to know if Abraham will be obedient to the will of God. And Abraham gets there with knife in hand. And out, of that, out of that bull rust comes a, a lamb or a ram caught in the thickets. Mount Moriah. And it is a picture of Calvary and I can see the psalmist as he, as he reminisces through what he learned in school, what he learned as a child and say so there was another time God met with someone on the mountain. He's the God of the high places. He's the God of the lofty places. I will lift up mine eyes into the hills. I thought about Mount Carmel, where Elijah called down fire from heaven. Uh, I thought about Mount Sinai, where 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 Moses met with God and God gave the commandments to the people of God. But then I thought about a greater mount. I, I got over in the New Testament and thought about Mount Calvary, where Jesus, the Lamb of God, was slain to pay the penalty and the price of our sin. And the psalmist said, "I know He's the God of the mountains," and, and we know the song said He's the God of the valleys as well. He's just God. I'll lift up my eyes unto the hills. I've read that he's in them high places. I've read that he's in them lofty places. I've read that he's in them places uh, of great regard. You say, preacher, what does that have to do with me down here? What do you think the word of God is? What do you think the word is? There anything any greater than the? I mean, if, if 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 this were if this were land, wouldn't it be a hill? If this were land, wouldn't it be a mountain? If this were a place, wouldn't it be lofty? What about the church this morning? Isn't it a wonderful place? Isn't it a lofty place? Isn't it a high place? If all the land around were valleys and low places, wouldn't it be said this morning that if I could just get down to the house of God, it is a high place for my family. He said, I'll lift up mine eyes unto the hills. I know where I can get help. And I want to say to you this morning, I know where I can get help. God's still working through his word. God's still speaking through his word. God's still working in the church. You are in a good place this morning if help is what you need. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help learned that through evangelism. Somebody had told him them story. He learned that through experience. I've been here before and I know where my help comes from. Isn't it amazing this morning how quickly we forget where God brought us from? What God's done? What God's capable of doing again? Anthony, look at what God did where he brought you from is there a place that you could be that God would could not reach down and help you based on what you know about him from where he did help you from you go down the list of people in here that I've pastored for the last 15 years and and to see where God brought and what God did. Some of you, you come out of a bar and a drug and a and a and a and a, a honky tonk world. Some of you come out of the church world, but. Whichever side you came out of was just as messed up as the other, and all of us needed a Savior. And look what He did. Look what He did in the church. Look what He did on Mount Calvary. Look what He did through the Word of God. Look what He's doing. And the Psalmist said, This one thing I know when I need help, I am looking where I know God just might be. I don't know why you came to Crossroads Baptist Church today, but here's what I do know. It's because you were looking for something. You're looking for something. Why do people go to church? Because they're looking for something. We talked about you a minute ago, Brother Johnny. I'll talk about you a little bit more now. I don't know why exactly it was that uh, that Sunday morning ten years ago that you got Maddie up and said, we need help and we're going to church. And Maddie testified the, about it the other day in the choir and, and, and said, I knew that day when we came here, I, I didn't know how to explain it, but I knew our life would never be the same, that this would be a part of our life here on out. I'll tell you why, is you was looking. You were looking for God and you thought a good place to find him just might be at the house of God. I'm going to tell you something this morning. There's a lot of places if you're looking for God, you're not going to find him. There's a lot of churches if you're looking for God, you're going to have a hard time finding him there. But I'm glad to be a part, and I'm not trying to brag on us this morning, but I'm glad to be a part of a church where if you're looking for him, you'll find him, and you'll find out that he's been looking for you. You think this morning that you're looking for him, what you need to realize is he's actually looking for you. Not because he don't know where you are. He knows where you are. He's looking for you. And the reason you're looking for him is because he's looking for you. Oh, by the way, he's looking for all sinners. I will lift up my eyes into the hills. Whatever you're looking for this morning because you need help. You Bury a loved one, you need help. You've got children this morning that are out. got children that are in, you need help. You need help. You say, preacher, why do you go to church? Well, I love the Lord. I really do. He's been so good to me. I love the Lord. I love going to church because I love the Lord. But I tell you, another reason why I go to church is because I need help. I need Sunday morning. I need Sunday night. And I know sometimes folks think I'm just hard on people and say, well, you know, we wish you'd come back on Sunday night. But the truth of the matter is, is I'm the pastor here, been here 15 years, I've been saved almost 30 years. And I still need Sunday night church because God helps me. Amen. I need help. Yes, Amen. I know where to find it. I love getting up in the morning and getting my Bible and opening it in the, in the earlier hours of the morning reading the word of God because I know he'll be there he might not speak to me always every time like I want him to he might not answer me every time like I feel like I need him to but there's something about just reading the word of God it's so lofty it's so high it's so holy that there's a a cleansing that comes along by just reading the word of God I'm talking about the action of the Savior He said, I need help, so I'm going to look for it. And I'm looking for it in the right place. You can look anywhere you want to down here. This ain't where you're going to find it. I told a man several years ago, and he's here. I told a man several years ago, and he was looking for help. So he told me, he said, I'm going to go here and here and here and find help. And I said, that's fine. Do whatever you want, but that's not where your help's at. He said, what do you mean? I said, your help is is on your knees the day you bow before God and say, okay, I'm done running from you. And whatever you want, that's what I'll do. And until then, you can go here, there, and the other place, and you're not going to get the help that you need. moment he did that, he got the help he needed and he ain't never needed it since. Not like that. Are y'all hearing me this morning? Am I boring you to death? My help cometh. I think sometimes and I hear people say stuff like, well, they just need professional help. I'm sorry. Jesus is not a professional. I didn't read that in the Bible. Oh, no. They, they need help that the church can't offer. They, they, they need help that God, that God, I mean, God can help them, but, but they, need, they need help of professionals. Understand, you get on some stuff so bad, you might have to go do a little detoxing. Understand that. But you'll undetox yourself as soon as you get yourself detoxed if you don't fix the God problem. It is a God problem. The reason why you keep running back to whatever it is you're running back to, uh, it is not because you've got a disease. It, I didn't mean to get on all of this, but it's not because you've got a disease and you can't help it. It's because you've got a problem with God that you're not willing to surrender. I believe it. I believe it to the day I die. And everybody wants to call your problem an issue, a problem, a, a disease, a, a negative thing in your life, a hereditary a, event that took place. But the I don't care what it is, drugs, alcohol, uh, filth of the flesh. I don't care whatever it is you're hooked up to. It is a sin problem and sin problems are dealt with by God. wash it up, fix it up, purty it up, pamper it up, and it's going to be the same thing always. But here's what fixes it. God, I'm wrong. And I've run and I'm done. Here am I. Let's quit talking about the drugs and alcohol and the Versions of the flesh now and let's talk about that sorry, filthy, rotten pride that makes church members pious and bigoted and and, and, and rude and bitter. You know what your problem is? It ain't what somebody did to you. I, I hate what people do to people. It's bad what people have to endure but the reason you're bitter is not what they've done. The reason you're bitter, it is a problem with God because of what they've done. The reason you're angry, the reason you're bitter, the reason you're mad, the reason you're ill, the reason you're pious, the reason you walk around with your nose in the air and you think you don't need any of this and this is for all those poor sinner people and you don't need any of it. It's because you've got too much religion and what you need is an old fashioned case of conviction where God reminds you uh, that you're not what you think you are. And you say, God, I too am wrong. I too am a sinner, and Lord, I don't even know what to say, but help. When Simon Peter was drowning, he didn't didn't call, Our Father, we thank thee. He said, God, I'm drowning, help. I'm not against your praying. I'm not against, I think you ought to approach him in praise and approach him in thanksgiving and approach him in the name that is above every name. I think you ought to come to him. But oh, they ought to be sometimes you recognize, God, without you, I can do nothing. God, without you, I can't make it. Lord, I need help. what happens sometimes God saves us sometimes from a mess always from a mess but we don't realize but God saves us and we need help and we just blubber and cry and we don't care who's looking and we get on the altar oh God I need you and he saves us and then he starts putting our life together fixing our family we're not insane anymore at least we might be but people love us and they don't tell us Uh, They're they're insane, but they're our insane people. They're crazy, but they're our crazy. I tell people that all the time about you. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Y'all tell people that about our preacher. Now, he's crazy, but he's good. I know you do. He might stand on your pew, but but he'll love you too. we start getting God starts helping us and fixing, and then we walk in here one day and say, Man, look at all this fixed in my life. I have done a good job. And you'll have to live another 10, 15 years to figure out, I didn't do any of this, and I'm just as big of a mess today as I ever was. That's why most old people are sweet and full of God, because they've lived long enough to find out that they don't know anything, and they ain't figured anything out, and they just need the Lord, and they've been needing him all this time, and <laughs> Hallelujah. Younger Christians get saved and then two months later, did you see what so-and-so did on Facebook? Yeah, the same thing you did two months ago. I'm sorry, I didn't know you'd become a saint. Did you hear where they went? Wasn't you just there last year? Well, that was different. I'm not against living right. I think you ought to this morning. I just think you ought to because you love the Lord because you think you're somebody. Right. I will lift up my eyes unto the hills. I need help this morning. You need help. but I'm trying to tell you, I know where the help comes from. He alone can help you. Well, I'm going to go to my community and get me some help. Your community, if you want to call it that, needs as much help as you do. We're asking people as messed up as we are to help us get out of the same hole that they're in. I'm trying to move off of this this morning, but are y'all hearing me? They're as messed up as I am. Hey, you think you can, I need to talk to you, I'm in a hole. Yeah, it's good to be in this hole with you, I'm down here too. That's why the church ought to stay clean and right and keep its integrity so that when people need out they know where to look and i'm not looking at the rock concert to get me out that's what i'm trying to get out of and i'm not looking at the smoke show to get me out that's what i'm trying to get out of and i'm not looking at i'm not looking for a place that looks like where i come from i done been to the Hypothetically, I've done been to the moss pit of life. I've done been to the. I've done been to the rock bottom pit of life. I, I don't want to go to church that looks like where I've been hanging out, unless I'm not done hanging out where I've been hanging out. That's why it's appealing because we don't want to quit hanging out. Or hanging out, and we like going to a church that looks like where we've been hanging out, so we don't feel any different. But if you ever get tired of that slop, if you ever get tired of that hog pen, if you ever get tired of that low place in life, uh, you know where you're going to look? Not for something that looks like the pig pen you've been living in, but for something that looks clean and holy where people give God glory. A bunch of folks stand around and say, I was there too. But he lifted me out. Seth, uh, this is going to sound like I'm bragging on me and I don't mean it to because I come out of the same mess he did. It wasn't all mess. it's a lot of good. I don't mean that derogatory against my family. I love them and they did a great job in many ways. I remember God saved me, called me to preach, called me to Bible college. I got married. I got married young. I was 20. She was 19. We moved down here. We lived four hours from home and the greatest thing ever happened to us, we couldn't run to mama and daddy. We just had to run to God. God saved her. I thought she was saved. She knew she wasn't saved. God saved her. And now being married to a Christian is a wonderful thing. Y'all try. And uh, we just determined we're going to use the Bible. We're going to build a home and it's not a perfect home. We're going to do the best that we can. Seth would come down and visit. He was a teenager. He's nine years younger than me. He'd come down and visit our home. And this was his testimony. There was something different in your home than was in my home. He said there was something different when I'd come down here. When I went back home. And he said it made me want it. Oh, y'all ain't helping me this morning. It made me want it. He said the way y'all talked was different. The way y'all smiled was different. The way y'all looked, was different. the way y'all acted. It wasn't a put on. It wasn't a performance. It wasn't a pretty up or dress up. It was a real joy that comes from God. People know if you've been with God. People know if you live in the presence of God. People know if God dwells at your residence. And he said it made me want and I'm trying to tell you this morning that the world that wants some help still knows where to find it when they go to looking for it. action of the singer if you want help this morning if you want help this morning I mean real help you're in a place where you can find it had a man come to me years ago several years ago nice fella he was dishonorably discharged from the from the United States Army. Had some issues, nice guy though. He came to our church, somebody had brought him, and so he wanted to talk to me, and I said, sure, I'll talk to you. He met me right after Sunday morning service, he said, can I talk to you? Absolutely, I'll talk to was yes. in my office, we went over there and talked, and for two hours, he unloaded everything, which was fine. I was happy to talk with. him. Hungry, but happy. Been happier if I'd ate, but, you know. He talked to me. He said, I don't know what to do. I said, I do. And he looked at me and he said, you do? Like he had never heard anybody. He said, well, I've been to this one and this one and I don't know what to tell me. I said, I know exactly what to tell you. He said, okay. I said, you come to this church, not another church, not a neighboring church. You come to this church. You say, well, why would you be so bigoted to say that? Because I don't know what God's doing down the church down the road, but I know what God's doing here. I've heard his voice here, so I can, uh, with authority, say, come to this church. You're here in this town. Come to this church. And I want you to sit on the front row. That's what I told him. I want you to sit on the front row. I want you to get here early, and I want you to leave. be one of the last ones to leave. He's just looking at me. like I don't know where this is going. And I said, every time that I give an invitation at the end of a message, I want you to get on the altar, and I want you to tell God, Lord, speak to me through that message. I need you. I'm wrong. You're right. Help me. And I want you to get up and every day I want you to read your Bible. And if you'll do that for six months, your life will be changed. You say, well, you don't even know if he was saved. If he'd do that for six months, God, God would show him you're not saved and he'd get saved. And if he'd do that for six months, God would help him if he was saved. Are you going to do that? Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. I'm telling you, that's what you need that'll help you. Okay. Six months later, he showed up again. I need to talk to you. And I thought, I bet you do. All right, let's go talk. This time, I was a little apprehensive because I'm hungry now and getting angry. So we go talk. My wife is getting angry. She's outside and I can see through my window in my office and she's looking. (laughs) The kids are babies and they're crying and angry and she's trying to handle the kids and she's like. (laughs) (laughs) We get done, he tells me the same story he told me six months ago said, let me give you that. He said, all right. I gave it to him again. Tears in my eyes. I mean, I was sincere. I was wanting to help him. Okay. Six months later, he comes back again. He said, I need to talk to you. I said, no, you don't either. He said, you don't want to talk to me? No, I ain't got nothing to say to you need to talk to you. I said, no, you don't want to talk to me. I said, here's. I'm going to talk to you. Let me tell you. And I told him the same thing again. I said, until you do that, let's not talk no more. Well, I need need somebody to talk. No, you don't want help. And there's a lot of folks that don't want help but if you're sitting in here this morning and I'm not trying to belittle but there's a whole lot and and there's probably 10 people I'm talking to you and I probably am but I'm not talking to just you I'm talking to 10 people just like you that I've dealt with this week and last week and the week before and the month before and there's a whole lot of stuff going on in here that you know nothing about and I'm trying to tell you if you won't help Jesus has got your help if you won't help He's put it down at the church if, he, if you won't have his spirit meets with his people at his church through his word and there's something about the house of God that you can't replace anywhere with any amount of money. I'm not going to finish preaching the message this morning, but I will not leave you on a hard place, I guess. The answer. We saw the action of the singer. Now now I want you to notice the answer of the song. I won't take just a short time to give it to you. Verse 1 and 2 is in first person. I will, I will, I will. Here's what I'm going to do. Verse 3 turns to third person. It's not whoever's writing verse 1 and 2 or talking in verse 1 and 2 is no longer talking. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. Somebody's talking now that's not the person who was. This is third person. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth thee shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out, and thy coming in from this time forth, even forevermore. You say, well, who's talking? Maybe it was a preacher. Maybe it was a prophet. Maybe it was a friend. How about this? Maybe it was the Holy Ghost. All scriptures are given by inspiration. Maybe the Holy Ghost, he said, maybe the psalmist said, I'm in a mess, I'm in trouble, I need help. I'm going to look to them lofty places where I know God dwells and get me some. Maybe the Holy Ghost said, that's good, son. Now let me tell you, he will not suffer thy foot to be moved. <laughs> you say, what does that mean, suffer thy foot to be moved? steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And then the next verse, though he falleth, he shall not utterly be cast down. It don't mean that you're not gonna stumble along life's way. It don't mean you're not gonna trip along life's way. But he said, if if he's living for God, if he's sincere about serving God, if he's wanting to give God his life, then God's gonna order his steps and he might fall, but he's not going to fall all the way down. He might fall, but it won't be his end. Sounds to me like somebody's answering. The psalmist. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. You can rely on him at all hours of the night. You might can call me at 3 o'clock in the morning. I don't know if you're going to get me. Go ahead and try. I mean, I'm not against it. You need help from me, call me. But I'm a deep sleeper. They said my great-grandpa, or my grandpa rather, when he was a kid, they lived in a little little shack, kind of a house with a tin roof, and 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 just tin applied to, by, uh, to two by six uh, uh, ceiling joists and, and said, uh, or rafters, and said that he, a tornado came through and ripped half of the roof off and it was raining and he didn't wake up. I so, well, I know where I got it from. I used to have to work. I was working for Bell. I'm, I'm nearly done. Are y'all all right? If I kept you too long. I, I was working for Bell South Telephone Company in Chattanooga before I moved down here to go to Bible college. And I, and I was living on my own. I moved out. I was living on my own. And uh, I couldn't wake up. And the boss said, if you come to work. And it wasn't that I wasn't a hard worker, man. I was a hard worker. I'd work till sunup till sundown. I'd work just as long as anybody wanted to work. I just couldn't get me out of bed. Once I was up, I was good to go. I just, there's something, I don't know what it is. And it don't matter if I went to bed at 4 o'clock that afternoon. I'm not going to get up that morning without somebody helping. I'm a deep sleeper. And he said, if you don't, if you're going to quit being late to work, I'm going to fire you. I said, don't do that. I ain't never been fired. I won't be fired. He said, figure something out. And the man at work with me said, go down to the truck stop and buy an alarm clock. It's called a screaming meanie battery-powered, and and I have lost uh, part of my hearing because of the screaming meaning. I I slept through it. One morning I woke up, and I saw. I started setting it at 4. I had to be at work at 7. I needed to leave at 6, so I started trying to get up at 4 in hopes that somewhere in an hour or two range I could get up and go to work. I woke up an hour late. My ears rang all day long psalmist said he don't slumber or sleep you might not get me I might not come through for you I might fail you mama might fail you, daddy might fail you grandma might fail you, grandpa might fail you, church family might fail you but he neither slumber nor sleep he'll never, he don't even take a nap, you can get him at four o'clock in the evening and four o'clock in the morning, he's always there Lord is thy keeper that's a guard that's a watchman he's watching over you you can lay your head down on your pillow at night if the Lord is your keeper Lord I'm going to go to bed because I know there ain't nothing going to happen that you don't let happen and if you let it happen it's supposed to happen and I'm going to put my faith in you because I have come to you for my help the Lord is thy keeper the Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand Right hand a hand of uh, power, prominence. He said, you're a shade on my right hand. Watch this. I'm nearly done. The sun shall not smite thee by day nor the moon by night. That don't mean you're not going to get a suntan or a sunburn. I believe in a literal interpretation of the Bible. But that don't mean you're, he didn't say, God is your savior. You won't even get a sunburn. He's a you so say, well, what in the world does that mean? Well, the Bible explains itself. I'll, I'll read it to you just so you know. Psalm 91, he that dwelleth, verse 1, in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress, my God, and Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noose pestilence. He shall cover thee with His feathers and under His wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Verse 5, thou shalt not be afraid. For the terror by night, nor for the arrow that lieth by day. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. Psalm 91, 5, thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor the arrow by day. The psalmist said, God, they stuff in the daytime trying to kill me. Stuff under the light of the sun. But you won't let it happen. And they stuff in the moonlight in the night hours trying to kill me. When them ghosts of yesterday come back and haunt my memory. When them them mistakes of days gone by flood my soul. Am I talking to anybody in here tonight or this morning? When the trouble, when the tempter, when the issues of life swell up in the daytime. Those daytime enemies that are visible, those nighttime enemies when no one's around. He said, I'm trusting in you for my help. The sun shall not smite Shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth, even forever. That going out and coming in is our way of saying you're getting up and you're going, you're getting up and you're going to bed, going out of the house to work, coming back in at the end of the day. Whatever I'm doing, whether I'm coming or going, preserve me. That's how the Spirit of God answers action of the singer, Help, Lord! I'll lift up mine eyes into the hills, and the Holy Ghost said, here's what I'll do for you. I won't finish it, but here's what I'd like to say to you this morning. Because you're alive and breathing, does not guarantee you that kind of help. Because you're of the human race, does not guarantee you because your family goes to church does not guarantee you that kind of help. How do I get that? You take the action of the psalmist. I know where he is. And I'm going after him. And here's what you do, Lord. I need help. If you're lost this morning, Lord, I can't even save myself. I'm gonna go to hell without you. And I can't live with you without you right now. I need you today. Save me. If you're here this morning, you're saved, but you're drowning in your sin, or you're drowning in your sorrow, or you're drowning and you don't know what to do, you do the same thing that a lost man does when he gets saved. God, I'm wrong. I can't, and I don't know how. But I know you can, and you do, and you will, and I'm trusting you. So Here I am, help. If you're a mother and you need help, tell him. If you're a father and you need help, tell him. If you're a son and you need help, tell him. If you're a daughter and you need help, tell him. If you're all alone and you need help, tell him. If you're a teenager, you don't even know what's right or wrong or true anymore. Tell him. I promise you he'll help you. Lord, thank you this morning so much help to be had, help coming from the Lord, thank you, you know what these families need, you know what these homes need, you know what these young people need, I pray God you'd grant it now, Lord in this invitation as we sing, I pray God you'd meet with us and we'd meet with you, I pray God a bunch of folks would get on the altar and say, help Lord I'm giving it to you I'm trusting you with it Lord help us now In Jesus name let's stand all over the building our heads are bowed our eyes are closed she's playing she's going to sing if you need help would you come find that help that you need this morning if you can't kneel down on the altar just sit on it or sit on a pew come to the Lord this morning if